Ah, the instrumental theme song, of course, which was played ad nauseum after the Optus Stadium Grand Final last year when they absolutely jumped Peel Thunder and climbed all over them in one of the greatest performances in the club's recent history. There's been a fair bit happening since then. Addy Wetzler is the club's new CEO. He takes over a club that has been pinged for salary cap breaches, will start four premiership points behind the competition this year and also has a redevelopment nearing completion now. They will start playing games there this year and they'll play those games without fences, which makes them one of the more interesting watches in recent Waffle history because how do they generate the money that a Waffle club needs to generate if they're not charging admission? Addy, welcome to the show. Morning, Mark. So, mate, first of all, how's the job? I, I presume you got a bit on. Look, definitely not bored. Um, it's been a, it's only a, a few weeks in the role. Really enjoying it so far. Working with a great team and, and taking the opportunity to get out and meet some of the many wonderful people connected to this great footy club. Tell us about the redevelopment. Is it actually finished or are there finishing touches going on it as we speak? Definitely at the pointy end. So um, at the very final stages of the development, uh, so we're looking at, uh, we expect to be in there by early April, which is coming around very quickly. And as you touched on playing footy there, uh, first game uh, for us there is uh, fixtured for May 11th. And who's that against? Uh, so the women will be kicking things off uh, against West Perth, followed by the uh, the men against East Perth. So two big games of footy to kick us off back at Shark Park. What can people expect when they step into the new facility, Addy? Look, it's going to be a, a fantastic place to, to both play and watch footy. Um, the newest facility, state-of-the-art, so um, we, we need to make the most of that and deliver a game-day experience for uh, not only our members and fans, but also visiting members and fans uh, to make sure that when they come to Shark Park, they know they're going to have a, a great day at the footy. Um, obviously, the Oval was resurfaced as well. How is that coming along and is that going to be ready for play and training? Certainly, uh, we, we believe it will be ready for May 11th for the uh, for the Games. Um, a bit of uncertainty probably around exactly when we'll be, be training there. Uh, our playing groups have been incredibly resilient for the last couple of years, um, being uh, effectively homeless and having to train at a a pretty uh, pretty wide range of uh, of ground, um, so that that will continue uh, to a degree for uh, for this year. So uh, uncertain about about training, but certainly the the focus is on getting everything ready for the eleventh of May. So, how many training venues do you have? Like, how many training venues would your senior team um, have to go to to get ready to play? Oh, look, it's it's hard to keep up. To to be honest, across all of the different programs. We're probably at the moment across probably six or seven different venues. I'd suggest over the last couple of years we're comfortably in double figures. So um, we've got good support um, along the way. Uh, our senior men's side are, are training at Coburn Arc, so we've had the support of, uh, of Fremantle there, but uh, support from other waffle clubs, uh, obviously at the Wacker. Uh, support from the Footy Commission to enable us to be um, playing at various community grounds as well and, and obviously working with those local football clubs, um, junior football clubs, uh, various local governments. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of work that has gone into simply being able to get our players out on the park for training week in, week out. 
Tell us about the no fences set up you will have at East Fremantle Oval. Um, as I understand it, a condition of you getting the funding from the council for the redevelopment? Yeah, I understand it was a condition of, uh, of, of funding. Um, look, we've been re- really fortunate to have great support from our local council, the town of East Fremantle, uh, and also from the state government, whose funding has, uh, has certainly made this possible. Um, look, we're, we're committed to making the, the best of it. Um, we we recognise that it's a slightly different model. Uh, it, we, we, we will be looking at, uh, I mean, there will be a requirement in, in the event and hopefully that we, uh, we will be playing home finals this year. Uh, that will certainly require some uh, temporary fencing. Uh, and there's also been discussion, we've got a, a home derby later in the, uh, in the season. So also discussion around uh, temporary fencing for, uh, for, for the big games, but um, still working through a lot of the detail at the moment with the town of East Fremantle and, and also with the Belgravia group who will be the, the private operators of the facility. So, if you're not charging admission, which obviously you can't if there's no fences, where does the money come from, Eddie? How does the 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 club generate the money that would be the shortfall that would have been admission through the gate? Sure. So um, I guess to be clear, we, we will be restricting access to some of the facility um, to, to members uh, and also looking to sell seats in the grandstand. So it won't be a, a free-for-all and there's certainly great reason to uh, to sign up for your Sharks membership uh, this year. In terms of the revenue piece, look, um, it, it is a, you know, there, there is a, uh, a figure attached to GATE, but um, if you look around the, the league and, and across all clubs, it's not an insignificant number, um, but it's certainly not one of the primary sources of revenue for any Waffle club. So we'll be working uh, to make sure that there, there are some key revenue streams that will flow out of the game day uh, and certainly around food and beverage, merchandise uh, and, and membership. Uh, and we're also really fortunate to have some great partners and sponsors that support the club. So for us, it'll be about looking to grow um, to, to, to grow that avenue uh, and to, to diversify our revenue streams. So what sort of figure would a waffle club put on the gate and given there's obviously the revenue you generate through the gate and then the cost of putting people on the gate to attend the gate, what sort of money is that worth per game um, based on East Fremantle's most recent experience at their ground? Oh, I couldn't tell you an exact number. It probably works out to be less than 5% of revenue over the course of the, the season. So, uh, again, not insignificant, but we certainly believe that uh, we'll be able to overcome that shortfall by working really hard to maximise every other revenue stream that exists for us. And what sort of uplift do you need in membership, um, people you mentioned buying those seats in the grandstand, to, to make sure that's covered? I couldn't tell you an exact figure, but uh, we, we, we've been really pleased to see um, uh, our members continue to support us. We conducted a, a member survey late last year and more than 80% of our members said that their primary reason for joining was to support the club. 
um, because they're passionate about the club and obviously any benefits that they get through their membership is a is a bonus. So we've got really loyal, passionate fans, uh, obviously on the back of success last year, winning both the women's and men's premierships. Um, we've seen uh, some other fans come out of the, the woodwork as, uh, as well um, and there's, uh, there's plenty of room uh, for uh, for all of our, um, our army of fans to get involved and, and sign up as uh, as members and support us through this exciting transition period. Do you have a membership target for 2024, Addy? Well, we haven't set a, uh, a specific number. We've, we've got some numbers in, in-house that we're working to, um, but we're aware that this is a, a big change, a big transition for uh, for the club. So I guess we're, we're just focusing on trying to maximise the, the opportunity and um, present a really compelling value proposition for our members to, to get behind. Have other clubs and the Football Commission expressed concern? Obviously, the East Shamanal Sharks did lose $139,000 last year. They were one of uh, a number of clubs, or sorry, three clubs, to experience significant six-figure losses. Has there been any concerns expressed to you about whether this financial model will work or not? Yes, yeah, certainly we're in, in constant communication with the, uh, with the footy mission and also maintain open dialogue with, uh, with all of the other Waffle clubs. Um, look, I think the reason for the deficit over the last couple of years uh, can be largely attributed to the fact that we've been playing without a home. So many of the, uh, the, the key drivers of revenue are linked to your, your home ground and your home match day. And, and while we had a, a relationship with uh, the WACA for the last couple of years, that was a really different um, model for uh, for us, and there were costs associated, uh, as well as significant costs associated with, uh, as I mentioned, you know the, the 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 numerous community grounds that we've been been training at. So we've incurred um, high costs as a result of the the redevelopment, uh, and we've also missed out on key revenue streams. So we're really confident, and we're not taking it for granted. Um, we'll have to work really hard over this year and beyond, but we're really confident that it is a viable model uh, and certainly committed to making the absolute best of that uh, for, for the 2024 season and, and financial year. You had um, uh, you mentioned that you, you need people to come along, buy these seats. Have you had a membership uplift so far? Has there been a strong response to early membership sales for the club? Oh, look, probably tracking, probably tracking a tiny bit behind last year. We, we launched a little bit later this year, so um, we're we're reasonably happy with how we're we're travelling. But certainly, uh, as the season gets closer, we expect to see a, a spike, uh, and we'll keep communicating and, and reaching out to our, uh, our our previous members as well, and, and look to get them back on board. Obviously, the salary cap penalties. There's four premiership points, which is. I guess, significant if you start slowly for the season. You've lost Hugh Dixon to Southport, and given there's also a points penalty as well, you drop from, well, you had 100 points last year, you drop back to 90, and then you drop back to 85 because of the salary cap penalty, which probably limits you to only being able to recruit one-pointers to bring in. Um, you get Jed Hagen back from South Australia, as I understand it. Bryn Teekle was training with Collingwood but was not picked up as an SSP. Are you in talks with Bryn to hopefully bring him back to the club? Yeah, look, obviously um, disappointed for, for Bryn. Uh, 
he's uh, he's had a, a good crack over there uh, with the uh, with the pies, um, but we're in, in discussions with Sabrin and management uh, over uh, uh, you know the, over this week, and uh, hopefully we'll have a, a positive update to provide at some stage, but but uh, nothing at this stage. Addy, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Good luck to it. I think, as I mentioned earlier, we often criticise waffle clubs for not embracing change and for trying new things. This is certainly going to be new. I hope it works for you. Hopefully it becomes a model that perhaps other clubs can copy and get more people along to games. Obviously, if there are no fences and there are no admission charges, you have the chance to go and sit on the bank and watch a very good standard of footy. So hopefully this works out for you and you're able to uh, get an uplift in members and get an uplift in uh, in sales of uh, of food and drink uh, at your games. Yeah, thanks, Mark. And look, to, to those East Fremantle fans listening, um, you know, get, get behind us, get behind the team, and uh, we look forward to seeing you down at Shark Park on the 11th of May. Thanks so much, Addy. Look forward to talking to you again thanks, soon. Mark. All right, Addy Wetzler, he is the East Fremantle CEO. Of course, their redevelopment very near completion now. They're going to start playing there in May. What do you think? Is it possible to generate enough money to run a waffle club without a gate, without fences around the ground? Could be a turning point in the way waffle clubs are running. Uh, then again, we also saw West Perth have a lot of problems when they moved to Joondalup, getting a good financial model, very nearly sent the club broke before they were able to revise that and get themselves on a more sound financial footing. Hopefully that doesn't happen to the Sharks. You can have your thoughts, text in 0487 736 736, or we'd love to hear from you, from you on the Bower and Doday open line on 13 12 55. Bower and Doday because the little things are everything. We'll be back after the news.